Hey everyone and welcome to today's theory video. So something I've been thinking since the beginning of season two is where is Luke Skywalker at this point? What is he doing in the galaxy and could we see him? Now this video will cover a lot of different lore points and theories as well and also counter theories to the theories. So sit back, relax, and have some fun. Din Djarin finally arrives on Corvus, his razor crest speeding overhead the jungle planet as we pan down to see the familiar white cloak and staff of Ahsoka Tano. As he makes his way through the jungle and meets Ahsoka, we know that Moff Gideon is not far behind after having the Mando's ship tracked during his stay on Navarro 7. Ahsoka and Mando meet. He tells her that Bo-Katan has sent him to her, through so many obstacles to find her, all in the hopes of reuniting the child with its kind before the Empire tries to kill it, by harvesting its blood for a volunteer, as we saw in the last episode, leading to an even greater threat. As Ahsoka tells him that she cannot help him as much as a Jedi named Luke Skywalker can, Mando argues that she must know the way to bring him with his family. When all of a sudden, Ahsoka jumps backwards through the treetops as the grounds are scorched with missiles and cannon fire from Moff Gideon and the Empire. As Gideon lands, his new machines called Dark Troopers evacuate the ship. Now I'm going to go off into a bit of a tangent so you can fast forward if you already know this info, and if you don't, then you'll enjoy this bit, I'll also create a video about it by itself. Now Dark Troopers are what we saw in the last episode, and these were essentially extremely powerful droids. They were the next phase of Stormtrooper, and in fact, there were three phases of Dark Troopers in and among themselves. Now before Dark Troopers came to exist, they used a lot of the same technology that was used to create Darth Vader, turning Anakin into Vader the Machined Man. Now the first phase I'm going to explain were just the beginning of these Dark Troopers. They were just barely lightsaber resistant and they were armed with a vibrosword attached to their arm and a shield on the other. They had a jump pack as well for dodging quickly. They were weak. However, since their armor wasn't too resistant in comparison to phase 2 and above, they did have all their wiring exposed, making them more vulnerable if pulled or damaged. Phase 2 Dark Troopers had the same as phase one except they were bigger and they had major upgrades massively in their weaponry system. They had a plasma blaster that could fire off 400 rounds without reloading as well as shooting 20 missiles on a single clip. They also had the arc caster. This allowed them to shoot bolts of electricity kind of like Palpatine or Iron Man would. Now phase three was overkill. This was the last and final phase. These were the last and most elite dark troopers. They were similar to phase two in terms of weaponry except they were massive in size comparison. Think Iron Man's Hulkbuster suit. They took a massive upgrade to armor and weapons and they were really impenetrable. So here's what I think might happen. Once the Dark Troopers get out of the ship, all 20 or so of them, with their impenetrable armor, Ahsoka would have to use the Force in order to destroy them since her two lightsabers can't penetrate them. Now of course unless there are weak spots in the joints of armor or whatnot, but seeing as how they're droids and that it's an exoskeleton suit, it surely is very impossible. The only way Ahsoka could kill them would be to stop them from moving through means of the Force, you know, freezing, holding them in place, or crushing them with the Force, or with an object, like the Ewoks did against the ATST in Return of the Jedi, or to push them off a cliff to where they fall into a pit. Otherwise, her using her lightsabers or just general combat really won't do much to these dark troopers. And seeing as how there's about 20 of them I counted, I'm really wondering how Ahsoka will get out of this one. Now a really cool way would be if Bo-Katan, the Mandalorians, and Boba Fett himself showed up in his Slave 1 to fight the Empire and Moff Gideon. Now, I should mention in Legends, these dark troopers could also be used as an exoskeleton. So. 
Moff Gideon could go into one of them, use his Darksaber to fight her, and be pretty much unstoppable. Mando would be discarded like nothing for the most part. I mean, he's strong and all, but he is mortal. He doesn't have the Force. Albeit, he does have a baby Yoda. This is where the child could come in to help Ahsoka. Maybe he could unleash some true powers of the Force that are only special and only available to Yoda's species. Perhaps when all hope is lost for the heroes, Bo-Katan and all the Mandalorians show up to help fight. Which I think is probably the most interesting and emotional uh, ending here than Moff Gideon just killing Ahsoka and using her blood. Now, if he were to kill her, let's just go down this dark path, as Yoda wouldn't want us to do, he would have no use for baby Yoda, because he'd have ten times the amount of blood that he'd need for the trials. However, there's a caveat. This is only assuming that her M count, her midichlorian count, her power level, in essence, is the same as Baby Yoda's, which is what Dr. Pershing made evident and very important in this procedure of transferring a high M count blood sample to a host body. Now, if Moff Gideon kills Ahsoka, what would he use her blood for? Most likely to bring Palpatine back or for Snoke. I assume it's tying into the sequel somehow. Personally, I don't enjoy the idea of Snoke being animated through Ahsoka or Baby Yoda's blood but I know Moff Gideon needs the child for his blood and to perform a blood transfusion with someone. From the last episode, we saw the tank of weird organic life forms being grown. As Dr. Pershing said, he needs to find more blood because all of his previous tests and trials have failed miserably. Now, transferring blood of a Force user into a non-Force user or into a clone body or whatever isn't really something that's done easily in Star Wars. In fact, it's near impossible, and if you watched my breakdown video of episode 4, you'd understand more about this. So even if they did get Baby Yoda's blood, let's say, or Ahsoka's, or hey, even Luke's, then the trial has a high chance of failure anyways. I mean, even if they use Anakin's, it doesn't matter. The chance for failure is extremely high. There's also this other theory I have, that Moff Gideon wants to use the Force-strong blood for his own self, to make himself Force-sensitive. Perhaps that's why he's trying so much with other volunteers and hosts to make sure that it works before transfusing his blood with that of a Force-sensitive being and not dying. I guess Jedi are scattered at this point and extremely hard and rare to come by, so for the Empire to get their hands on the child, they will use all their resources to make sure it stays in their possession. That is, of course, until Luke creates his Jedi Temple. The only person more powerful than Ahsoka and Baby Yoda, in my opinion, is Luke Skywalker, which makes me wonder if they'll go after him next if all else fails. Now Ahsoka could die, and this could put all the weight of the show on Luke. or she could survive, which I'd much rather prefer, and she could join the adventures with Luke for Sabine and Ezra to join later. Perhaps, or for Luke to join later since he's the biggest character of them all, maybe in season 3 or season 4. Let's say, for theory's sake, if they go after Luke, I could see a CGI de-aged Mark Hamill bringing Luke back to his age right after Return of the Jedi, following into perhaps his own show. This could lead into why Luke hid himself from the galaxy, because he was fearful of losing, not for his own death, but what I think would be interesting, for what the First Order would do with his blood. He's got the Skywalker blood running through his veins, as he said. Obviously, none of this was mentioned in the sequels, which is why if they were to play with the storyline, then we know that they're just trying to clean up or add something. Now, it would make it more interesting for him to hide away for this very reason than just being depressed and sad. But again, since this wasn't mentioned in the sequels, it might not happen, because it wouldn't make much sense continuity-wise. I believe the Empire could hunt for Luke at the end of this season, 
or Luke could even show up somewhere at the end, ending the show and starting us on season 3 where Luke has to battle the remnants of the Empire, possibly with Ahsoka Tano and the Mando. I could really see that, and I think it would be the coolest Star Wars that we've gotten. Luke teaching Ahsoka, Ahsoka teaching Luke, bonding over Anakin Skywalker, Ahsoka teaching Luke about how Anakin lived, and Luke showing her how he died and brought balance to the Force. The child in their possession, and possibly Anakin reaching out to them as a Force ghost. The child in their possession, as they take him to Yoda's people, would be a really interesting and cool adventure. This is something Luke could learn from either Obi-Wan's journal that he collected from his hut, or it could be what he learned from Yoda on Dagobah. Or, and this would be the coolest, if Luke and Ahsoka go back to the Jedi Temple or a Jedi Temple somewhere to find information on Yoda's planet of origin. This could lead into Luke fighting Snoke like it's mentioned he does in the canon comics and tons more. Now between episode 6 and 7, Luke is supposed to be scouring the galaxy with Ben Solo, finding relics and ancient Jedi and Sith artifacts, holocrons and pieces of information. This could all be found on the way to taking baby Yoda to his people depending how long they want to keep the show going and the storyline continuing. Or if there's any possible time jump, who knows. They'd eventually unite Baby Yoda with his people, Luke would go off to train Ben Solo and start his Jedi Temple, and we could follow the story of Ezra or Sabine or Ahsoka going to Mortis or something like that which could all have their own spin-off shows that I'm sure every one of us will watch. To also mention, Snoke did have an apprentice other than Kylo Ren. This could have been Moff Gideon, quite unlikely. I believe it's maybe someone else that we don't know about yet. I wonder if they're going to expand on it or if they're just going to leave that little tidbit in the dust. Or should I say, in the past. And maybe this apprentice will possibly die at some point in one of the shows. The most interesting thing about this storyline is that the Empire needs Force-sensitive blood and high M counts, so essentially only super powerful Jedi will be on the hunt. Or on the menu, I should say. Which could lead to an easter egg hunt all over the galaxy for powerful Jedi who are left. This means Cal Kestis, Ahsoka, Luke, Ezra, and more that we don't know of yet. Plus, what's the deal with Boba Fett? Where's his storyline gonna end? Are we ever gonna see Mace Windu back? This would be a perfect time if you haven't checked out my Mace Windu video, Returning in the Mandalorian. You can check it out. It might get you thinking. I hope you enjoyed this massive video of different theories and this thought bomb. Have an awesome rest of your day. I will see you in the next video. And until then, remember, the Force will be with you. Always.